This is Valerie Van Boeven with the Senior Care Industry Netcast, where leaders with three or more years of experience in the senior care market share their advice. So let's get to it in a few sentences. Tell us who you are and what you do. Well, thank you very much for having me on this podcast. I really appreciate the time. Um, my name is Stephanie Grimaud, and I am a speech language pathologist. I have been practicing in skilled nursing and assisted living facilities since 2012. And most recently, I, become, I have become a published author, and I wrote a book called um, Navigating Nursing Homes, and I'll show you. Yeah, show us. <laughs> Awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. So much fun. Um, I saw a lot of people in my practice being confused at the long-term care or even the short-term rehab process. A lot of um, them asking many of the same questions, trying to figure out their way. So I wrote the book, hoping to clear some of that confusion and answer a lot of their questions. And what a nice thing to be able to say, well, in my book, I said, <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. I love being a published author. And I know that especially your first book, it's your baby, you get it in the mail, and it's the most exciting thing ever. So aside from that, it's full of great information and tips and knowledge for mainly adult children and seniors who have a loved one who needs 24-hour care. Correct. That's great. Well, tell us a little bit about what's in the book, like chapters, subjects that you cover so people have a better idea of what's going on there. Sure, so I go over all of the departments that are going to be in a nursing home. Um, I, there's a whole chapter on the therapy department and another chapter on the medical department, uh, who the people are, what their roles are. Uh, you know, I see family members coming up to just the first person that they see walking in the door asking a question. And if you're not finding the right people, you're just wasting your time or you're just going to be sent off to another person or maybe on a wild goose chase trying to find out who to talk to. Um, so there's also an area of the book of directed questions, frequently asked questions, maybe these are the ones that you should be asking. A lot of people maybe aren't asking the right questions. So it really lays it all out. Uh, there's a chapter on Medicare and Medicare Advantage and you know the supplement plans and what those might cover, what those might mean um, in the nursing home. Yeah, very nice. Very nice. Yeah, my dad was in a nursing home for a couple of years. and And even though I get it, I navigated, I've talked about it for a million years. Mm -hmm. You still tend to, as a, an adult child, even though, you know, this is what we do, this is our thing. When it's your family member and you walk into that nursing home for the first time or even the 10th time, you're like, you just want to stop the first person and say, how's my dad today? Or And, yeah. and they have no idea what you're talking about. And even in a smaller nursing home, who's in a more... A smaller, which I liked a lot. It wasn't huge. Um, you know, they had to direct me to the right person. So I learned to go to his room first um, and maybe find the people that were on that hall instead yeah. of the first person or, you know, put the call light on and stand at the door and look for a human head. Yeah. Um, or, 
<laughs> or something like that. Or as you get used to it, you find out where the nurse's station is for his particular hall. And if there's someone sitting in there, how to preface that conversation with, I know you might not be my dad's nurse today, but I have a question. Can you tell me who's taking care of, you know, in their name? And um, so it is, it is hard to learn all the lingo and the stuff and the, ugh, the schedule they have. You know, everybody wants to be a because they have yes. to get the jobs done. Yes. And even something as simple as figuring out dietary, the dietary system, figuring out the menu and trying to find out, um, you know, what, what did they eat or what do they, what options do they have to eat? Because not everybody can choose for themselves. So being able to find out what the facility system is for that and helping your family member, loved one pick out their food for the day, knowing that it's something that they'll like can be such a small way to advocate for them yeah. to have a good day. Yeah. I have a great, um, dingbat family, uh, thing that I did. <laughs> okay. So the pandemic hit and we couldn't visit at all. Right. Mm -hmm. So I would send my dad stuff through Amazon because, you know, maybe something to do, you know, new, some clothes, some, um, I would send him snacks. Now he doesn't have any deficits with um, eating or talking. He has dementia, but it's, it's vascular dementia. But anyway, he could talk and, you know, communicate. Yeah. So I would send his favorite snack was peanut butter. Well, and yes, I am a nurse. And <laughs> so I would send him, he had complained that sometimes the facility would either be out of peanut butter. I mean, we're in the middle of a pandemic. So Sometimes they just didn't, you know, that wasn't on their schedule of the day to have peanut butter for my dad. So <laughs> I have sent him some things of containers of peanut butter and, and, and I just sent it via Amazon and I figured, you know, if he can't have it, they'll know, Well, he, they would give him the Amazon box and they would just open it a little bit and let him open the rest. And they probably didn't even stay in there and watch him. They didn't know it was, I mean, it was his gift or whatever. They got it. So, um, it was peanut butter and they didn't want to have peanut butter. He gained 20 pounds. He ate so much peanut butter. He gained like 20 pounds. And then they told us it was a oh. hazard. So, and they took it away from him. Cause, but I didn't know it was, I mean, he didn't have a stroke that was gave him that deficit. So I wasn't, didn't know it was a choking hazard. So anyway, those are the kind of things. It doesn't matter sometimes how long you've been around the block, you know, you're trying to make your loved one happy and, that was his happy time was eating his peanut butter. And so, <laughs> so it was a mess, but anyway, so we quit sending peanut butter, obviously. And we oh sent the gaining 20 pounds is funny. <laughs> he he was and you know, he was, I felt like, I mean, I didn't think about it in the way of God, he's eating a, pound, a tub of peanut butter a day. These weren't little jars of peanut butter. I mean, these are big old. And I figured it'd last him a few weeks. You know, I wasn't sending them like every five minutes, but apparently uh, yeah. the, the lack of activity during that time and mm -hmm. the peanut butter, he just went bloop. So they were like, oh my God. Uh, so we had to quit sending peanut butter. So, you know, it's just, it, it, it's all a learning curve and mm -hmm. all, you know, it's, it's craziness what, what you find out um, is good and not so good about, and, and the fact they didn't know for a long time is weird. I mean, he was hiding it 
in his room. I didn't know he was hiding it. I thought he could just have it. He was like, yeah, just send me some peanut butter. Okay. So we did. <laughs> I didn't know he wasn't supposed to have it because we couldn't go in. So anyway, back to you in the book. I just, I, I mean, I just feel like everybody's got a lot to learn no matter what. Um, tell us what is the best thing about serving aging adults? Um, well, I really like helping people regain communication abilities or swallowing abilities that may have been lost from stroke or disease process. I mean, those are two skills that really can deeply impact someone's quality of life. So helping them to get those back is one of the main, obviously the main reason I got into this field, but, um, something unexpected is when you impact someone's life in a way maybe you weren't anticipating. Um, I remember working with this patient who had Parkinson's disease. Um, it was mild to moderate, uh, no swallowing deficits or um, just kind of some soft voice quality and we were working on that. But uh, his daughter was very involved in his care. And um, I remember speaking with her about, you know, progress and communication skills and things. And I said something I thought was really minor about hearing aid care. And um, years later, after, you know, after the, the father was discharged, that woman's mother came to our facility. And I wasn't working with the mother, but the daughter actually sought me out and thanked me. She remembered me from that one conversation that we had about hearing aids. And, you know, I thought it was just something throwaway information, but it had impacted her. And she said that it really affected her father's quality of life. And she never forgot me or what I told her. Wow. <laughs> and, yeah. And that was really unexpected. So to have someone come up to you so many years later and say, I remember you because you helped me in this way. And it wasn't even really the way that I was necessarily targeting the help, you know? So it's just unexpected how in healthcare you can really impact people. Yeah. And just, yeah. yeah education, just a little tidbit, just a tip on, uh, and a good piece of information and education goes a long way. Isn't that great though, that, that somebody remembered you just for that one thing. It's, it's, it's such an impactful um, career to work with seniors and their families uh, because you really do uh, help folks who are struggling so much. They should be enjoying this time of their life. And some of them are unfortunately having a lot of health issues and their families are stressed out. So good for you. That's awesome. What a great story. Thank you. And actually, you know, that, and that was several years ago, but, and then I never forgot her telling me that. <laughs> and so that was, I think part of the inspiration for this book, because, you know, there's so many little tidbits that we take for granted, just working day in and day out in this, in, in long-term care. And if only the patients and the families knew this information going into it, or, you know, first when they get there, it would just help them be able to focus on recovery instead of. Yes. Uh, yeah. Communication can be um, very challenging uh, at a nursing home with mm -hmm. when, and it's easy to get frustrated with the staff, very easy to get frustrated. And I think you're right. Having a book like yours, knowing 
what the expectation should be and who to talk to about what issues. And, and I mean, that just is a, a tremendous amount of help to get people to the right department, the right person in the department, you know, and all those different things. Yeah, absolutely. Challenge. Yeah. So I would imagine that in your career, there have been organizations or leaders who have really impacted you over time. Who would you like to talk about? Well, where would we be without our teachers, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I had a great experience in grad school at University of South Florida, but I really have to shout out to my clinical instructors during my internships. Um, I got to see their passion firsthand for this uh, field and it really helped fuel my enthusiasm and things they taught me during that time still stick with me today. And uh, their names are Shannon Crespo and Laura Lee Alderman, and they're still practicing here in my local area. Nice, very nice. I know that they will appreciate that. Yeah, (laughs) where would we be without our teachers? Oh my goodness. My nursing instructors are probably like, oh my gosh, little girl, what are you doing? But they were so compassionate and so helpful (laughs) and and, um, put up with a lot. And uh, it's great to have mentors that you can remember for a lifetime like that. Oh yeah. So great. All right. How about marketing? I bet you've done quite a bit of marketing for your book or you're about to do some, and this would be maybe part of that because we're doing a great interview here about your book. Um, But what has been, what have been your thoughts on, I I mean, it's for folks that uh, what we talk about usually is folks that own home care agencies and facilities it's really hard to network in person right now. Um, but I would imagine that, and if you're, are you in Florida? You're still in Florida? Mm-hmm. So that you guys have been kind of open for a long time. <laughs> You've been, woohoo, yay! Because, and some states are not. And so mm-hmm. uh, it might be a little more challenging in some regards to market, but how, how has online marketing affected what you're doing? Well, as far as my practice, I've always worked for companies that have their own marketing departments. So I haven't really had to market my speech pathology skills um, personally. Um, But like you said, for this book now, that is something I am learning how to navigate. And it's really trying to find your target audience where they are and meet them there. And that's something that I'm I'm trying to learn. So... um, I, it, the book is for sale on Amazon and I do have Amazon ads going, um, which I think have been helpful. Um, but I am new to this arena. So once again, thank you for allowing me to speak on this podcast because I'm hoping that this message will find people that can benefit from, from the book. Oh, I think I, you will. Absolutely. There's, you know, everybody's in some regard is going to go through this. But I think Facebook is a great demographic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're, it's Instagram is not quite as good, but for adults, you know, Facebook gets older by the day. So the demographic that looks at it, we have less younger kids on Facebook and more, you know, older folks and you know, middle to older because they're looking at pictures of each other, their community, their friends, their family, and that's really what they're using it for is to interact with friends and family and neighbors and 
Um, and so that is a great place to do some advertising, but it can also be very expensive. And if you, I would say, yeah, if you, if you're on Amazon and you want to meet people where they are, Amazon's a great place to do that because they're obviously going to look for, um, an easy place to find a book like this is going to be Amazon. And have you thought about, do you, or do you have an audio version? No, I don't. Um, I'm, I'm trying to work on an ebook version, um, you know, for Kindle, but mm -hmm. the formatting process there is, is longer. It's not so simple as just pushing the ebook button and it <laughs> translating over. So, uh, audiobook though is something I haven't thought about it. And that's interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've talked to another author recently who, uh, she, her, uh, friends and family are encouraging her to do an audiobook in because you can hire someone to read it for you or you can read it yourself and I have encouraged her to read it herself um, and the reason is if you uh, were to listen to uh, some of our I guess marketers like Gary Vaynerchuk or Gary V um, if you listen to his audiobooks and this is where I, I kind of learned this he reads them himself but he interjects, he'll say, wait a minute, when I wrote this in this book, here's what I really meant. And that's not in the written book. So it's really kind of cool to have the author read it. Um, I know that's also very time consuming and, and you have to learn how to do that and submit the files correctly, but it is possible. And um, I think that's a great way to, especially if for the vision impaired, um, for them to be able to listen to a book like that. And I also think having a Kindle version is great. Um, I think Amazon has their, I think in their Kindle, I know it's not, it's not intuitive. It's not like, oh, press the button, like you said. But I think that uh, there's a lot of help out there and a lot of automation that can help with the Kindle version. So I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for you. I think every version you can make out of it, chap, one chapter at a time is awesome. I love that um, audiobook idea because also it, you know, I love the idea of being able to interject a few little thoughts or anecdotes or something, but, you know, people listen in their car. Yes. If they're getting back to work, you know, it, it'll be easy to listen to a chapter when you're on the way to the nursing home to visit your family member or whoever. So, mm -hmm. um, I, I love that idea. I, I think I'll look into that. I even listen to stuff like that when I'm cleaning the house, just mm -hmm. check my phone into whatever I'm carrying around and I'll listen to a podcast or an audiobook or something while I'm cleaning. And it's yeah. a, a you know, great way to pass the time or at night or whatever. So yeah, I think that would be an awesome idea. So um, well let's let's we almost we have two more questions. Okay. And this one is really important um, because I think you have a lot to share for families, but also for other senior care providers. What advice would you give to other senior care providers? Um I I love this question. Um, I worked for a company that inspired us to look for our why. And what they meant was, why do you do this? Why are you here? Why are you working in this field? Because, um, you know, just in life, you have a lot of different paths that you can go down. And for some reason, our path brought us to healthcare. And, you know, after many years working in this profession, and especially now with COVID, there's a lot of burnout and we have to keep reminding ourselves of the big and small reasons. Why are we here? We're here to help people. We're here to you know, make their lives better. And 
and finding your why and reminding yourselves of those constantly. Yes, yes. And your why is usually sitting right in front of you <laughs> in the form of someone who needs your help. So, um, yeah, it is tough some days to remember that. But you're right. Knowing why you got into this is really important and reminding yourself because, um, yeah, we've had some tough, tough times in the last 18 months or so. So uh, getting back into it and hopefully things are you know, I say that, but you know, who knows, but hopefully things are kind of settling down a little bit, settle down a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. When you have a win in life or in business, how do you like to celebrate? You know, before preparing for this interview, I had never thought about this before. <laughs> um, and, you know, working in therapy, I am accustomed to helping other people celebrate their wins pointing out, hey, you know, you progressed from a feeding tube and now you're eating regular food or you learned a new communication device or something and I'll celebrate with them, point it out to their family members or caregivers or whoever. But um, for myself, it, um, I guess I love to listen to music. Yeah. <laughs> I'll blast my music and sing yeah. along. <laughs> yeah. um, I like to celebrate with friends and family when I can, but I'm trying to allow myself the time to reflect and be proud of accomplishments and, you know, harbor on the positive more than the negative. You know, we tend to harbor negative. So I'm trying to harbor positive. Yeah. It's hard for, yeah, we're all, I think a lot of us are caregivers by nature and we kind mm -hmm. of are, um, we forget that the, the stuff that we put out there in the universe is worth celebrating, even though, we, we want other people to be celebrating their wins. Um, sometimes it's hard for us to celebrate our own. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, singing out loud. I've had all kinds of answers from taking a walk on the beach to just a walk in the woods or, um, you know, just reflecting or meditating. I've had um, a hospice physician hold up a bottle of tequila and say, a <laughs> shot of this goes a long way. <laughs> wine, a good meal, you know, so we've had lots of different answers over time. That's our, that's supposed to be our fun question. And so I think yeah, running around the house, singing out loud to your music is fabulous. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I want to thank you for being on the show, for telling us all about your book. We'll make sure your Amazon link and any other information that you have is <laughs> right with your book. So uh, right with this video so that folks can go there and, and look at the uh, the chapters and get a feel for it and order it, order I'm it for a friend, someone who's going through this. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. I will talk to you soon. All right. Bye Valerie.